the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. tell you, I really want to get started and have some fun and a few laughs. I really do. But when you prepare for the show, you realize there's not a lot of good stuff going on. It's preposterous what's going on. I mean, I understand we're broadcasting from the example of Democrat Utopia. By the way, April to date, 83 shot in the city of Chicago. Yesterday it was only 60. That means there was 23. 23 shootings. This is a compliment of, hey, jackass. I wonder if the vice president is going to talk about that in her visit. Since she left, since wheels up, we had 23 more people shot in the utopian hub of Chicago. So I want to, you know, I, I, I want to come here. I want to joke around, but there's not a lot of good news. I'm sorry, I don't see it that way. I mean, the funniest thing that you could even, you know, is I'm looking at DoorDash. DoorDash is a booming company. The the irony here is laughable. We've got the most amount of people on government assistance. Yet the, the one company that's thriving is the one that brings food to lazy people who with, or don't have a job and are buying the food with EBT cards, and that business is thriving. That's kind of funny. I guess that's upbeat. Here in America, where we're so lazy and so many of us are on welfare, we can't even go get our own food, let alone pay for it. Um, we had the good news that 528, or I'm sorry, 528,005 people are new to to health insurance. They have signed up since the Biden administration and their new boondoggle $1.9 trillion. And the reason is they're going to pay, what, about $50 a month on average and they'll be subsidized by everybody else. Isn't this going to be great? And I'm sure that it's not going to bring down the quality of health care. No, it's going to be it's going to be perfect. They're going to they're going to expand all these these welfare recipients and the health care is going to be better for everybody. I mean, if you listen to Joe Biden's speech today as he goes out and sells this con artist job of, of another $2.25 trillion, I mean, it, it's some other alternative universe. And we've got all the clips of Joe Biden. But I wanted to point out to you why I think it's important that we push on this every single day. And the reason is they are pushing this every single day. Now, they're not pushing it because they need it to pass. Because on Monday, the Senate parliamentarian clears way for Democrats to use reconciliation for infrastructure bill. You see, that's how they passed that $1.9 trillion American rescue plan. They did it through a simple majority vote. They had Kamala Harris comes in, the uh, daughter of a Marxist economist, and she raises her hand, and we all wear this $1.9 trillion. Now, we could take, when I do this, I say, should we take the, the technical way and show you how when we do that, It's not just taxation in the future. You're literally devaluing your dollar. And by technical terms, it's automatic inflation, whether you recognize lumber up 300 percent or you're not or you don't. It's it's automatically a violation of the covenant between the American government and the citizen because you're destroying our money. And that's not supposed to happen through a parliamentarian trick. But in this little bill here that that Chuck Schumer leaned on her. She can do it three more times. So Elizabeth McDowell ruled that Section 305 of the Congressional Budget Act of 1974 can allow for multiple reconciliation bills the first fiscal year. Hmm. How did she do that? Well, she's an expert on obscure procedures of the Senate. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So they've got these this little uh, parliamentarian trick in their little pomp and circumstance Senate where they... Hey, hey, hear ye, hear ye. Now we're going to really get the people. And really what this does is proves the fact we don't need a Congress anymore. I've been saying for years, I'd get rid of it. 
Because if I were a congressman, I would recognize what happened since Joe Biden has been president. Let's just have a little quick recap. Very early on when Texas, after Joe Biden was sworn in, Texas said, ah, we're, going to release, we're going to release you from house arrest. We're going to allow you to be Americans again. And they lift the COVID ban. What did Joe Biden in the White House say? They're Neanderthals. Then when he figured out Florida was booming, their cases were lower than any Democrat sewer hub state that was bankrupt. What did he, what did he do? He wanted to make a, a quarantine. If you were going to Florida, if you were coming to Florida, you were going to have to quarantine. He wanted to cut off Florida from the rest of the United States. Now we find out that through his lie, his lie of what Georgia did in their voter rules, how they tried to make it so you could cheat a little less, even though expanding some of the major grievances that the in-shape Stacey Adams had with the voting, they expanded the absentee, the the two weekends, all of the stuff that New Jersey doesn't have, or Chicago for that matter, or, or my favorite, Colorado. Colorado doesn't have it. So instead of knowing what the bill is, he lied about it, costing that county primarily, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe it is minority-majority there. I believe there's 51% blacks in that county where the MLB was going to have the game. It went to Colorado, where there's 4% blacks, which means there's less minorities in Denver, Colorado, than there are in a Deerfield Starbucks. And that's going to get the $110 million. Well, the majority black county in Atlanta, they lose the $110 million. And Joe Biden comes out and says, yay, that's good. So see, if I was a Republican, I'd impeach this son of a gun. Because so far, in three short months, or two and a half short months, he has pretty much gone against three states in the country he is supposed to be the president of. So impeach him. But see, that's not how we think, right? Because Republicans do something really well that I could never do. They just shut up and take it and hope that their palms get greased when all these atrocities of not just economics, but of American principles get shoved down our throat by a parliamentary procedure. And you're going to wear it. So I'm sorry if I can't come here and do a little song and dance and pony show and make you all feel good as we go into the Soviet Union. I, I, I can't do it. In fact, when I heard this nitwit today, I not only thought to myself, they've clearly upped his Viagra B12 and caffeine shot. He almost sounded like a man. But don't worry, Joe didn't fool me. I know he's got a diaper on. There's a new book out about how we've fallen behind. America's no longer the leader of the world because we're not. No, I, I understand he can't say the words properly. But one thing I want you to remember as you hear this idiot bash the country, how we've fallen behind. This stupid son of a dog has been a senator for 47 years. So all of the falling behind, all of the jobs, you could... Almost track it to the exact day that this corrupt Irish gangster scumbag was elected to the Senate. Because that's when they really learned how to carve up the country. It was really that, that 70s lowlife that learned how to extort both companies and individuals and partner up with the labor mafia called unions. By the way, in his bill, $400 billion planned to expand union membership. $400 billion to SEIU with that fat slob Trumpka. And you know why? Because you can get the cheese if you take care of your wife, your husband has a stroke and you have to take care of him like Joe Biden. You know, you could get the government cheese, but you got to join the union. And we got $400 billion of public money to force that down the throats of the American people. But don't worry, CNN has, has 10 Democrats wanting to sue Trump for the insurrection without weapons. Not investing. It used to be we invested almost 2.7% of our GDP. He's talking about World War II, by the way. This stupid son of a dog. See, because what he's talking about is investing in research and development. You know, like private companies do. But he wants to do it as the nation. Which is why time in and time out. I've been calling them the rise of the Fourth Reich. And every time this, this wannabe tyrant opens his mouth, he proves me right. In infrastructure. Now it's about 0.7%. When we were investing in it, we were the leader in the world. Who's we, dummy? I don't know why we don't get this. One of the only, a few major economies in the world whose public investment in research and development has declined as a percentage of DDP DDP. in the last 25 years. Declined. Mm -hmm. The United States of America. Careful. Sound like a man. That led the world. Why does this matter? 
Investing in research and development helped lead to lithium batteries. Ooh, do you mean LED one of technology. The, yeah, the internet itself, it helped lead to vaccine breakthroughs that are helping us beat COVID-19. To the Human Genome Project, which has led to breakthroughs and how we understand and fight cancer and other diseases. All of the things this idiot had nothing to do with. Nothing to do with. And boy, I love how he just steps into place and repeats things that Trump was heckled for in the media six months ago. And all of a sudden, this dimwit in a diaper is some sort of Gandhi. This fascistic, neo-Marxist fraud. It's just too bad. He's too big now to buy. When you're the president, he's too big to bribe and buy and, you know, contribute to. There was a time for $50, please, you could have him do jumping jacks in the corner. Government meaning the taxpayers, funded this research. Government. We stop investing in research. We stop investing in the jobs of the future. Do you know the money that was spent and wasted by government? It's, it's, it's a punchline. We've discussed it time in and time out. It's generations. Since World War II, they have taken advantage of patriotism, misplaced, and not only killed Hundreds of thousands of boys and girls in wars to profit the select few corporatist scum wound in government. But now they've blindfolded you with a very flag to make you pretend that supporting this boondoggle is patriotic. And we give up leading the world. Leading the world. When we do invest in research, what we're really doing is raising the bar on what we can imagine. Imagine a world where you and your family can travel coast to coast without a single tank of gas. There we go. John Lennon without talent. a high-speed train close to as fast as you can go across the country in a plane. Mm -hmm. Imagine your children Mm. growing up to work in innovation, good-paying jobs and fields that haven't even been invented yet. Like the parents of every computer programmer, every graphic designer. Every renewable energy worker once did, imagined. We invest today so that these jobs will be here in America tomorrow. Now, I'm curious. I'd like to know what you could imagine for the future. I mean, is there anybody out there? I mean, how much is there any money in here for that? Those Star Trek jumpsuits? Because I want to see some of these Democrat women in that. Imagine a world where you and your family can travel coast to coast without a single tank of gas or in a high-speed train close to as fast as you can go across the country in a plane. (laughs) Imagine your children growing up to work in innovation, good-paying jobs and fields that haven't even been invented yet, like the parents of every computer programmer, every graphic designer, Every renewable energy worker once did. Imagine. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I look like a radical socialist. We'll take your calls when I get back. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool. <laughs> Little techno baby. I was there for the original. Yeah. And the saddest part about this whole thing is it really doesn't matter what you think of it. Your Congress people, they've been neutered. Not to mention if you have those scumbag congressmen like Adam Kinzinger, it doesn't matter. He voted for this piece of garbage. And as you see the uh, collapse of American principles and Americanism in general, I often wonder what it's like to uh, be around those never-Trumpers. You see, the beauty of my life is I have cut out all Biden voters. All! I mean, except when I bump into them. You know, I'm sure if I walk through the parking garage, I might bump into one or two. I could see. In fact, there was a guy down there with a car that was worth about $600, parallel parking. He backed in. Clearly a Democrat. So there's one. But for the most part, I've eliminated them from my life. I hope you have, too, um, because they're really licking their chops at this infrastructure. There's nothing on earth like a genuine, bona fide, electrified six-car monorail. what I say? Monorail. What's it called? Monorail. That's right. Monorail. 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 
I hear those things are awfully loud. It glides as softly as a cloud. Is there a chance the trap could bend? Not on your life, my Hindu friend. What about us brain-dead slobs? You'll be given cushy jobs. And they'll be voting Democrat in the union. It's wonderful, because that's all this is. One payoff to the members. Boy, oh boy, are they licking their chops. Maybe I should just get incorporated. Maybe we should all just stop fighting it. We get incorporated. We go to Dick Mel. We tell him, oh, you're almost like a man. You look normal. You didn't need that Viagra on Rush Street with that $10 hooker. I'm sure you're just a good, normal guy who's representing his district. And we buy him a couple drinks. Next thing you know, we got a contract. I mean, after all, that's really how it works, isn't it? Steve on the south side. Sean, how you doing? I was listening to that. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm listening to Deng Xiaoping, where basically the whole country's success depends on government spending, government largesse, your connections to the government, to research, for schools, for health. Everything revolves around government spending. And you know why you did that? Because you grew up in the same era I did when we recognized collectivist totalitarian governments all waved the flag. You remember in the 70s, who was more patriotic than the Soviet Union? You remember the Olympics? You remember they were all Mother Russia, Mother Russia. This is the same BS because this is why when we we use these words, maybe I say them too fast. Neo-Marxist. It's exactly what he is. And what they're doing is shoving this down the throat of the American people to make you feel if you don't support this, you're not patriotic when the reality is. The only patriots left in this country are the ones that will fight this piece of garbage tooth and nail. Because with my last breath, I strike at thee as you try to turn my country into the Soviet Union. The USSA is not on my watch, baby. Mike on the north side. Sean, how you doing? Good, sexy. How are you? I'm worried about you. You can't impeach this guy yet because then the Jezebel takes over. What did I tell I don't you? Care. I don't, I, at least at least give me a coherent Marxist. You know, that's why Fidel Castro early on. OK, I get it. At the end, when they're pretending he's a man like Joe Biden, I don't like it. But go ahead. OK, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, Trump runs for Congress from Florida, gets elected, takes over as Speaker of the House. You impeach the Jezebel. Then you impeach the guy with the diaper on his head and his Speaker of the House. He, he moves up. But the real reason I called. You got to tell these chumbalones. The listeners of yours, I love them, but they're chumbalones. Like John Kerr says, only the elite are going to get their shots, their vaccinations. Oh, I'm not even. Well, here's the thing. It's like every. It's like every. That's why Loretta Hospital is a joke right here in downtown Chicago. I mean, it's like every other Soviet nation. You think that there's not rich communists? It's always. It's just like our neighborhoods. The more connected you are doesn't matter how, how the rest of society collapses. That's what the Democrats represent. That's why everywhere they rule is a ghetto. Everywhere. Can somebody, this is the real question I'm dying to ask. Where is the well-run Democrat anything? Anything. Municipality, county, city, state. Where is it? Because they're all failing. They're all crime-ridden. You know, we didn't even touch upon the border. The border's a, a, a punchline. And the Republicans, instead of doing legislative things, are going there to raise money. Now, listen, I understand it. I get it. But that's why I want to impeach him. Between what he's done to collapse the integrity and the safety of this country, between how he has mounted up against literal states that are Republican-led, and I didn't even bring in the damage he did by, by the Keystone Pipeline. Those are mainly Republican states, if not all. This is a war. This is a this is a civil war. You either stand for this new Marxist Democrat Party or you are their enemy and they will cut you off. They will persecute you and they will make sure that companies that are in your state also take repercussions like we see in Georgia. These are major, major things. You know, that's why that's why it's hard. We we had these these screaming memes. These the, the, the squad was impeaching Trump within 90 days. Impeach this son of a gun. He's done it right before our eyes. Jeff, Munster, Indiana. How you doing? Wonderful. Sean, you know what? It's a beautiful thing. He's talking about his high-speed rail. I don't know if you've ever been in this part of the world. Is that high-speed train going to take me out of Minnesota and take me down the Mississippi River all the way into Iowa, down all the way into St. Louis? No. Here's the other thing about the train. I've been on it. I took a train. I'll never forget that. I used to have to take a train. 
making $80 a week. I was spending $85 on a train pass when I first started as a runner. They're a Petri dish. They're disgusting. We have this new COVID era. You really want to put people on a train? What the hell's wrong with you? You should be working to keep people away from each other, right? I mean, if I believe your shtick, I said shtick. If I believe that shtick, then we're done with the high-speed rail. We can't be on a train. It's ridiculous what's going on here. And now they don't even need Congress. They've neutered all of the representative republic this country's based on. Just send the congressman home, let's get rid of it all, and let's see where diapers takes us. 312-642-5600. Main Street's still all cracked and broken. Sorry, Mom, the mob has spoken. Yeah, now we're talking. This is my guy right here. We got to pay back. You know, I don't uh, drink or do drugs, but this guy, he did it. He did it right, huh? He's doing stuff they didn't even know what he was doing. Big James Brown fan. (laughs) We're going to talk about commercial aircraft flying at subsonic speeds, supersonic speeds. (laughs) Be able to figuratively, if if we decided to do it, traverse the world. In about an hour, travel 21,000 miles an hour. <laughs> so much is changing. You go first, dummy. I'll tell you, I don't know what's funnier. This idiot or the morons that voted for him that thought he was going to help him. I can't wait till the apocalypse. John Oak Forest, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call, Sean. Um, yeah, I, I just it resonated with what you said about uh, things that are run democratically. You know, not really ran too well, not efficient. Can you name one? Yeah, nothing really comes to mind. Uh, a lot of things going on are a joke from the local level all the way to the federal level. And, uh, you know, and like, uh, you know, 890 AM, Big John Howe stands on his arrogant soapbox. He complains and bitches and whines but offers no suggestions or call to action. He stays pretty even keel. And I, I would just hope that, uh, you know, you have a lot of passion. So my hope is that there's more call to action with your yeah. program. Because people want call to action. Some people don't have that direction. They don't know where to start. They're just so overwhelmed. So, you so know, that's here's, my hope. here's what I, I'm going to tell you, because I saw, I saw your uh, sign that said, complain about it, but what are we going to do about it? This is what I was kind of said earlier in the show. Like, for instance, I want to call upon the Republicans to impeach him for the exact violations I said. I think these are very serious things, and I'm not kidding you. When the president of the United States picks out states that, by the way, are from a different party, and now intimidates, extorts, threatens, that's a violation. Impeach them. Throw it at the wall. Try the hearings. And then maybe we can bring out how many of these companies both he and his cohorts invested in that they're going to funnel this money to. So you've got to fight the way they've, they put it in place. And the other thing I want to do is exactly what we talked about earlier. It is unconstitutional for the government to tax me as I make my money. I am to file taxes. So they're using an emergency trick after World War II to take money out of the kid in the other room's check, out of my check, out of everybody's check. Why? When the reality is, if people had to pay taxes, they'd be more engaged. And then here's another thing I want to go after. Social Security is a lie in a Ponzi scheme. Let me out. I'll go first. You never put the money where you said it was. There is no fund. It doesn't exist. It's a Ponzi scheme, and you're abusing the citizens. And by the way, the people that die before they collected, like, I don't know how many of these these 83 people that were shot in Chicago are going to die, but maybe some of them paid into it. They get nothing. What happens to their money? Now you've stolen their money. So you have to go after them the way they go after us. You're going to go after my money, I go after your money. And that's how you do it. So I want to fight them every tooth and nail. And here's the other thing. Make them afraid of you because you know what their scam is. This is bipartisan. Republicans and Democrats. I know the scam. When I read this bill and I see where you're putting the money, where'd you buy stock last month when you floated this? Where did you and your cohorts and your family fund and all the rest of it buy stock? You see, because what they're doing is enriching themselves at our dollar. And this is is insider trading. This is front running. This is fraud. And there's hundreds of thousands of them. And now we're throwing around numbers that that are almost unbelievable. John, thanks for the call. So I always have an answer. Always, because the atrocities on the citizen have turned me into the slave. I'm the slave because I'm an earner. And now I have how many of the generations that look at people and want to limit them? Altruism doesn't exist. It's tyranny by another word. Government altruism doesn't exist. That's why every one of these clips is a joke. So America can lead the world that is as is historically done. Hey, stupid. We already led the word, the world. Before you got involved in politics, we led the world. 
You want to look at the numbers? They're very clear. See, it was these scumbags that put taxation of 70% and 60%. Why? Why do you tax the only people generating a real economy? Because you like the fake economy controlled by the Mrs. Doubtfires of the world. President Biden's proposals announced last week Spit it out. call for bold domestic action. Sounds like Barney Including Frank. to raise the U.S. minimum tax rate and renewed international engagement. Hmm. Recognizing that it's important to work with other countries hmm. to end the pressures of tax competition and corporate tax base erosion. What's that mean? We're working uh-huh. with G20 nations uh-huh. to agree to a global minimum corporate tax rate. Think about what that is. That's a Federal Reserve that is going to implement tax policy in foreign countries. Impeach this dummy too. Pay attention to what's going on. This is world government and all of it. This is collectivism. This is the Fourth Reich. And they're borderless. Who is this transgendering freak to tell any country, let alone this country, what the tax code should be? I thought they were separate. There's no coincidence. This is why he said that BS I played for you the other day, how they're separate. Oh, are they separate? Or is this one giant collusion? This is the reality of where we are today. Pay attention to what they're saying. Be very afraid because these are the virtuous tyrants, demigods, pretending to be altruistic. And what altruism is, is very clear. It is sacrificing yourself in the name of another, kind of like wearing masks because I'm worried about somebody else. So I got to put it on my face, huh? Not in my America. Not ever. They can stop the race to the bottom. Stop the race to the bottom. Together, we can use a global minimum tax to make sure the global economy thrives. Now, what she's saying is take the money away from the people and entities generating it. Why? So that we can we can fund you and you can pick favoritism and entire sectors you can make up like your green energy nonsense. You're making it up. It doesn't produce anything. It is a loser. And your predictions have been wrong for 70 damn years. Back then, Joe Biden could form a sentence before they started being wrong. Now look at him. Joke that he is. Joke that he is. The autocrats are betting on democracy not being able to generate the kind of unity needed to make decisions. There is no unity. The autocrat is this diaper-wearing Marxist. ...to get in that race. We can't afford to prove them right. We have to show the world. Much more important, we have to show ourselves that democracy works. Yeah. We can come together on the big things. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. What a piece of garbage. You know what you showed the world by electing this, this political whore, this punchline of a man? You showed them that there are no repercussions for government fraud. There are no repercussions from misrepresenting American values. In fact, the consequences of those actions is we elect this idiot to the most powerful office in the world. So we are a worldwide joke because you're, you're putting out this 80-year-old dimwit and, and, and somehow it's not a Twilight Zone episode where, where it's a scary part and someone wanders into a funeral home. That's what it looks like to me. His entire thing is an absolute joke. Imagine a world where you and your family can travel coast to coast without a single tank of gas <laughs> or in a high-speed train Ooh. close to as fast Hang as you on, can honey. go across the country. We're to going now. Imagine your children growing up to work in innovation, good-paying jobs and fields that haven't even been invented yet. And imagine every dollar they make taken because of this idiot's misappropriation of funds. Imagine it. It's going to be splendid. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when we get back. See, I know when my producer knows me, he knows when I get my heart rate going, he doesn't want me to drop that. He plays something that he knows I'm going to groove to. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, let's go to the Lions. I love the Lions. Bill, Sherville, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Going through a tunnel now, but anyway, the next one that reminds me of what Biden is saying, 
Remember the song by Donald Fagan and um, Walter Becker? Um, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at name that, beautiful... that tune. My wife is phenomenal at it. I'm terrible at it. But go ahead. It was a song about what a beautiful world it'll be, what a glorious time to be free, oh, yeah. talking about airplanes and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 what are you doing right now, Bill? You're jogging? You sound like you're jogging. Right? Riding my bike. Oh, you're riding your bike. Point, man. There's people in the bars, no mask, people Bill, outside drinking. Bill, can I tell you how proud I am that you're exercising and you call my show? Listen, thank you very much, and make sure you don't run into anybody, but if you do, I hope they have a Biden shirt on. Thank you very much, Bill. Appreciate it. Not that I'm... Uh, I'm not advocating for any retribution. Oh, Ralph and Rantoul. How are you, kid? Hey, good afternoon, Sean. You know, on top of Biden's rich fantasy life, I believe that in order to pay for all this fantasy stuff that he's dreaming up, like the solar-powered 21,000-mile-per-hour airplanes that emit nothing, um, you know, I think they're going to have to start taxing our imaginary grandchildren they're not going to be able to wait until they're born. They're going to have to just, like, allocate a certain amount of fantasy imaginary grandchildren that we have to start paying the taxes for because as soon as we get, what, next year or by June, we'll have, like, what, $80 trillion in debt. And you know who's going to be laughing at us? Greece. Absolutely. They're going to say, ah. Now, Ralph, boy, you're, you you're, you're a learned man, and I know this because I've met you. And I understand you've gone through many economic classes, and so we don't have to go too in-depth to you to under explain that the very moment you print money, you in, you in essence are creating not only inflation, but you're creating taxation. And sooner or later, you're going to have to pay the piper. Now, how you pay the piper is up to you, but what we're seeing now is in New York, I don't know if you saw the Wall Street Journal today, they're talking about a 15.73 tax in New York, New York between the, the city and the state. If you live there and you make a million dollars a year, you're going to pay $157,000 to just New York and New York State. That's it. I mean, at, at, at that point, Ralph, Florida gets real packed. And, and the problem is, for some reason, Democrats can't learn from their, their stupidity. Because you know why, Ralph? They're all on the inside track. And once we are that socialist okay. utopia that they get, they know they then are gods among men. No free lunch, my friend. Thank you, Ralph. I appreciate the call. You know that. Greg in LaGrange. How are you, Greg? Hey. Good evening, Sean. Thank you. Is it me or Janet Yellen two years ago basically says that we have a we have something to keep us awake at night with debt to GDP. Well, that was, when, Biden, that was when president. Trump was president, though. Right. Yeah. Then our president, Joe Biden, comes out and says, we're going to raise the corporate tax rate to 28%. Uh, like I, uh, that number he pulled out of the air. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you hear Janet Yellen say, what we're going to do is push for a corporate worldwide income tax. The audacity. We're raising our, yeah, we're raising our corporate tax. We want to bring everybody else down to our level. Yeah, she's right. It's a race. It's a race. They're right. It's a race. It's a race to the bottom. Well, that's what she says. She says in her thing. Venezuela light. You're exactly right, Greg. And here's the other thing. She says in her speech, a race to the bottom. And what she means is a race to where people and corporations can keep the money they make. See, a race, when the government says lower their tax rate, they, they, I said, when they view your money as revenue, you don't have representation. You have opposition. They're looking you, at you as the opponent. And the only way you, you, you buy favoritism from them is when you pay them off. It's, a, it's that simple. It's that simple. Amazon supports uh, corporate tax increases. Do you think they're going to pay it? They have hundreds of billions of dollars in contracts for government servers. Do you think they're going to pay the tax? They're just going to up the fee to the government that all the people pay. It's a joke. They don't support the tax increase. They like it because it prevents competition. That's why government or, or corporations become corporatists. They like government being the enforcer of their superiority. That's what they like. And that's why Amazon supports this kind of thing. A company that not only had, had, didn't make money for 20 years, never generated a profit because he kept reinvesting. But a company who is so interwoven now with the government, it tells the government what to do. Behind this are corporations that have bought and sold politicians like Don Corleone. That's exactly what's happening here. So how do we tear it apart? The only restrictions in this country 
are meant to be on the politician, not us. Repeat that to your kids, because we're a hundred years of darkness. But somebody out there has got a great-grandson yet to be born that's going to change things. Never give up the principles of America, even when the so-called president preaches Soviet Union propaganda. That's what we're up against. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. So if you're listening to this show... You understand me, odds are. And you know that I have contempt for Marxists. I feel that the Marxist philosophy has infiltrated my once beautiful country and is destroying it. We are really at the end of the road here. I've boiled it down to the covetous self-loathing that aren't interested in the devastation Marxism creates. They enjoy watching other people torn down because they hate anybody who has more than them. And then I've done it. I've also recognized the other side of what the Democrat Party is, the corrupt, self-righteous, self-enriching slob who knows he's his best angle at ever getting ahead is to be in the corrupt, organized crime mafia we call the Democrat Party. And they enrich themselves and they laugh at the people who are their pigeons that support them because they've understood that they've psychologically overthrown the American spirit in Americans. So when Misty Callahan brought me this article, I was very intrigued because there's another angle here, and I wanted to bring her on. Her name is Karen Cataline. She is a commentator, columnist, and host of Spouting Off. Karen, how are you? It, I'm doing great, Sean. It's good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. So I boiled it down because I used to say there's two kinds of Democrats, those in the mafia and those too stupid to know there is one. But you did something uh-huh. that I find very interesting here. And you did it with it with it with a case of Michelle Carter, that lovely, lovely teenager. I'm sure was on track to be a wonderful human being, the one who talked the boy into kill, committing suicide. Can you explain to the audience? Yes. I don't want to ruin it. Well, uh, yes, it, it just sort of came to me when I was talking to another talk show host, and I realized that it was very much like this. I think the case, which happened in 2014. Her name was, yes, Michelle Carter. It, was, it became known as the suicide texting case because they were acting like they were already on coronavirus lockdown. They hardly even saw each other in person, mm-hmm. just on the telephone and texts. At one point, she was bullying him so much to commit suicide, she told, taunted him by saying he wasn't man enough to do it. Well, eventually, she, he did do it. And she was actually listening on the phone as he died. And I think that case shocked the conscience six years ago uh, when people wondered, well, can you talk someone into committing suicide? And also, how could she be so heartless? And how could he be so gullible? And this is what we are watching right here, right now in our country. Uh, we we jumped the shark with the masks. To me, the masks a year ago and the lies with using this coronavirus as an excuse to rob us of our rights and scare people into handing over their rights is the same kind of bullying and intimidation. And every single policy that these people come up with uh, is geared towards one thing, and that is to condition us to take uh, take orders from them, and they're the sickest of all. And and then also, and one other thing, yeah. yeah sorry, no, the phone I broke up. The, on this the, the phone I, broke no. up, and I missed what you said. I wanted to hear it. Could you repeat the last sentence? Oh, I said, I, oh. us and our liberties. This is the one area in which collectivism is accurate. Patriots, liberties, everyday people who understand what's going on in this country, our liberty depends on waking these other people up who are acting like lemmings because if they bring 
our country down. And there's a lot of Michelle Carters around the country right now trying to goad people into committing suicide for our country. And you know what's funny is that I, I, I fought against the federal authoritarian shutdown. Because I felt that if this was allowed to happen psychologically, you'd break the American spirit. And we, I've watched as Americans are now comfortable enforcing really a dictate rather than a fact as they confront strangers. I've had this happen to me where I remember being a kid. You would never even think to tell a stranger what to do. You would never even think that when I grew up. And the idea that we have yes. these these out of shape, middle aged uh, uh, people that are going up to other people and saying, for the betterment of me, mask yourself. is it, It's short circuiting my brain that I have to 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 really submit and now live for somebody else and literally put something on my face as an American. I, I have lost the ability to disagree with my government, which now makes me a hybrid slave and a hybrid Marxist citizen. And 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 it's through this misinformation and propaganda that has now ha- it gives strangers the confidence to bully other citizens. It's mind-boggling to me that we allowed this to happen. And it is in essence a form of America giving up all the principles of Americanism. Yes, and this conditioning has been going on a long time, but the the mask mandates and this coronavirus was the moment at which we, those of us who've been watching, like you and me, realized that this is where they were headed all along. And they finally unmasked themselves and showed themselves to be the communists, the socialists, the global tyrants that they always were, but were lying about it. Now, what, what is amazing. Go ahead. So, so, what is amazing to me is that they get caught in lie after lie after lie. We can be told that we're killing grandma if we don't put a rag on our face and a muzzle over our mouth, and yet when Andrew Cuomo and other Democrat governors do kill grandma, nobody says anything. And at the same time that this happened, really, when you, you know, in 100 years, when history is being written by the fact of what we've actually done to ourselves. At the same time this happened, the American Democrat Party really developed over the course of Joe Biden's career from the 70s to now, have, have given up yeah. that, that Kennedy Democrat and have really allowed not just the socialists, but the communists and the Marxists to infiltrate their party to where in this last election cycle, something happened I never thought I'd see happen. And that is people who claimed not to be socialists and Marxists and tyrants demanding that Republicans vote for this picture of political corruption, this 80 year old diaper wearing fraud who has, if you look at his career, you almost have to vomit at what this man really represents. Yet some non Marxists, non socialists were intimidated by other never Trump Republicans into supporting this, this piece of garbage. And that's that's really yeah. the Michelle Carter in your story. Yeah, and there are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. And, and we could talk, we could go down the road of the motive that allowed them to sell out our country and to sell out their constituents, but the end result is the same. They've sold out America. And yet, they're, they're getting away with currently accusing everyone else, as they always do, of precisely what they are either planning or have already done. So how many people still don't get this, Sean? That's what I want to well, know. You know what I'm afraid of? I mean, the reality is if you go through the data, it's been very clear since 1913. 80% of the country is a recipient of government cheese. It's really only 20% of the country that makes the world go round. 20% of the, of the Americans are the actual taxpayers. Have we become so, so gullible to this Marxist propaganda and this, this Fourth Reich utopia that they're building that the 80% no longer wish to be part of that 20%? When I was a kid, everybody, we had nothing and everybody wanted to be rich. Everybody. No matter what the kid's grades were in school, he wanted to be better 
than his father. He wanted to be better than he was. Are we to the point now where our idea is better only comes at the expense of tearing others down? Have we completely psychologically bought the Marxist propaganda, in your opinion? Well, I, I think that there is still a large percentage of people that are not only pushing back, but who remember what America was when it was free, I hate to say, and that's why we are always the biggest targets. I happen to be a Jewish conservative, uh, you know, kind of a, <laughs> a unique character among some, but Christians, people who answer to a higher authority, uh, men, straight men, uh, people who love the Constitution and who love America, all of us are under attack right now. Because we're the reminders, you know, let me give you a goofy analogy apropos of the so-called Old Testament. You know, I asked a teacher once, well, you know, a, a Hebrew school teacher, why, you know, why did it take uh, Moses 40 years to find his way through the desert? Didn't he know enough to ask directions? And, they, and she said, because the generation of slaves, and we just finished Passover, uh, had a slave mentality, and God wanted to wait until there was a new generation that could accept, tolerate, and live in liberty. And the opposite is happening now. The communists want to kill off, I hate to say that, but we're waiting, because they always play the long game, for the liberty lovers to die off so that the people that they've indoctrinated and they have robbed them of their brilliant history of America will never have known it. Why do you think they want to destroy history, destroy monuments? It's not the, the statue that's the problem. It's the idea of liberty that's the problem. Karen, you can't let that happen. No, I couldn't agree more with you. How many people, in particular um, younger people and Jewish people for that matter, understand that the way in which Hitler first stoked the hatred for the, for the Jewish people was by accusing them of being capitalists? in accusing them of being mm -hmm. selfish. The similarities are really frightening. The, 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 I mean, that's exactly how he stoked hatred among the German people for the Jewish people. Mm -hmm. There's nothing new under the sun, uh, really. And these people who think they're so damn smart, you know, that, oh, communism will just do it better. And they're the bandwagon jumpers because the people who are really calling the shots know that this is a recipe for suicide for America. And, and America, and to a lesser extent Israel, and Israel also is bending, and it breaks my heart, uh, are, have always been the two countries that stood in the way of uh, yep. tyranny and that stood in the way of, of greater and greater communism. They've been the beacon of individual liberty, especially America. So um, if I had a nickel for every time people ask me, why are Jews so liberal? And uh, I think there has been an enormous amount of, of uh, brainwashing going on uh, that has conditioned people to accept this. We would never have accepted these preposterous notions before. And Jews sometimes have a tendency I'm sort of saying two things at once. I apologize. Oh, no, that's okay. Jews also have a history of trying to keep their heads down and hoping that, you know, <laughs> the, the, the tyranny will finally pass over them this time. And it'll never happen because Jews and also Christians are now the canaries in the coal mine. When they're persecuting uh, Jews and Christians uh, not to be able to practice their religion, an anathema in America, it's only a symbol of things to come, and it's mm -hmm. up to us, the people who get it, to have real big, loud mouths like you do. That's it. I have a big mouth. And to wake people up now. Well, Karen, when the definition of greed is a man that wants to keep his own money, and the definition of virtue is the man that wants to take it away, you know you're in for some rough waters. Her name is Karen Cataline, she is a commentator, columnist, and host of Spouting Off. You can find her at KarenCataline.com. Karen, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to call on you again if you don't mind. Oh, I'd love it. It's great talking to you, Sean. Thanks, thanks again. Thank you so much. Now, my question is for you, the listeners. Are we committing suicide? Have we gone too far to recover? 
312-642-5600. I missed the call from Congressman Chewy Garcia. He called to let me know they're having a town hall. He wanted me to call in, you know, because he thinks I'm a constituent. Sorry, dummy. Not a, I'm not a constituent of yours anymore. Smart enough to get out. I just uh, My heart breaks for the people who uh, can't because of your kind of moronic political views both you and your party shared. They have destroyed my once great city and great state. Mark Oaklawn. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm just calling to congratulate you on your show. Thank you, Mark. Um, uh, you're, you're pretty entertaining. I'm glad that you got the gig, and I hope you hold on to it for a while. Thank you. That's number one. Number two, uh, you asked the question, are we committing suicide? I've, I've thought that for a long time. But Trump was like a, I don't know what to call it, but it was a breath of, I know you were not too much for him, but I understand your issues, but the way he exposed what this whole GOP thing is. Yeah, I agree. Which I always thought they're a bunch of cowards. They're, they love to play that defense and bitch and moan and just whine and complain. And just last thing I'll say is that I'm giving up on the talk radio and listening to all that stuff because it's it's like sports radio. The, the useless. But you don't mean me. Bitching about the Bears, you know. You don't mean me. You're not giving up on me, are you? I'll, 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 I'll tune in once in a while, but all the other guys, all the other TV stations, I can't, I can't bear it oh, anymore. That's okay. I don't, care. And- I don't care about them. I just want you to listen to me. I'm not, I'm not altruistic. <laughs> I could give a rip if you listen to anybody else, but you listen to me, kid. You don't give up on me. I got shirts coming. Thank you very much for calling the show. But that's what happens is you become defeated because you understand the futility in it, especially when you have Republicans like we saw in this last election cycle who pretended you'd be better off with this 80-year-old dimwit. How do you feel out there, dummies? You feel better off? All the self-righteous, self-aggrandizing frauds with their phony virtue signaling, signaling, oh, Joe Biden's okay. After all, he's not, he's not really that bad. Not at all. It's all going to be good. We know, Joe. Do I look like a radical socialist? Yeah, you do, dummy. You certainly do. And you look like you don't know what it, what's going on. And you do need a diaper change, because I know you can't go more than 15 minutes prostrate. It's probably the size of a hubcap. Mark and Glenn Ellen. Yeah, hey, Sean, I was telling your screener, you know, both Biden and Pritzker have said, oh, we're not going to have this mandatory vaccine passport or whatever. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to do like what they do in schools. You can't register your child for school unless you have proof of all these vaccinations. So what's just one more to add to the pile? And Mark, so they, they've, they've bought to they bought, liberty. They bought and sold air travel. Air travel existed for the last year because the government gave them the cheese. So they, they could come out to our faces and say, we're not going to do it. But what will happen is airlines will implement their own policies. Here's right. the beauty of it. Have you seen have you seen the vaccine that, that the little thing that they tell you got the vaccine? Did you see it? No, I haven't oh, seen it. Brother, let me tell you something. It's a piece of paper. That anybody could fraud. You got a Russian friend named Yuri. You go to him. He cooked mine up. He was he felt bad. I, he didn't even want the money. I just had to give him a few cigars. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. That's what's going to happen. You're going to have to show your little. In fact, Amazon right now. Go on Amazon and 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 look at vaccine um, covers. They're selling the covers for the vaccine because they know what's going to happen. Then you're going to have to buy your little plastic cover for your vaccine passport. It's going to be great. The Fourth Reich is rising and in control. Don, Chicago. Yes, uh, especially after listening to your last caller, I just have a quick comment. Uh, first, I want to thank you for your show. It's great. I love it. Listen thank to you. it all the time. Thank you. Uh, when he talks about people getting disheartened, and I'll try to be quick because I know time is limited. That's all right. uh, I'm a teacher. And one of the questions I asked my students uh, at the end of the last class is, if we print a lot of money, will that keep interest rates low or let interest rates go up? And every one of them got it wrong. And I, I, I got to say, where we got to start beating the radical left is that third game. You start with the children. Then, of course, I explained to them the real reason that, you know, if you increase uh, tax, if you increase taxes, you're going to hurt the economy. And if you print money, you will cause inflation and interest rates will go up. And I, I explained that to them. And I thought to myself, people got to get involved. You can't give up. You can't quit. 
volunteer, especially if you're my age. I'm 60 years old. You're getting ready for retirement, hopefully, or you want to give something back to the community. You volunteer at your local school. You volunteer at your church. You work for free, and you get to teach these kids the correct way of thinking about things. Don, you're right. That's how we'll beat them. Yeah, because you can't beat them in an election system. You can't beat them in an election system that one party has always been and always will be advocating for fraud. So to me, this whole this whole thing like, oh, we're going to vote them out, done over with. You have to go to states that still have some some voter integrity. So to me, you go to high ground or at least put your money there. Take your money out of your Illinois property and buy something in a better state. Hedge yourself because the inflation that you're talking about, they don't understand you're devaluing the dollar. And the only thing that historically can even keep up and it really doesn't keep up is real estate. It's the only thing. And, uh, you know, I love the I love the call, Don, and I love that you're a teacher and you're out there and you think like this. That's what's really inspiring. I'm going to take your calls um, at the bottom of the 630. I got to go to break and I know what it's like to be on the line because I'm a caller and I'm asking you to hang on. We got one line open. 312-642-5600. Loud noises! To me, if someone could admit they're a Democrat, it makes me want to take a shower. But I'm from Chicago, right? So I figure I'm either talking to a, a gangster, a wannabe gangster, or some moron that can't figure out what's going on. That's just me. But Gallup poll shows, this is USA Today, Gallup poll shows... Largest increase in Democrat Party affiliation in a decade. I'm thinking that's because they like the cheese. They just want a piece of it, right? Or have we already jumped the shark and are past that point? Hold on a minute. I see something here I want to make sure. Joe and Justice. How are you, Joe? I'm fine. How are you? You're one of my heroes, one of my four no, heroes. No, no, no. Joe, listen, let me ask you something. You're the World War II veteran that called me around Veterans Day, aren't you? Yes, I am. Now, Joe, listen, I was gonna. I had the guys take down your number. I'm going to come and I want to meet you. I want to meet you. When, you, when we get I, off I this did. phone, I understand what happened was, Joe, you're not going to believe this. I got sick after, after that show, and I had COVID. I didn't want to come and give it to you. That's okay. So what I'm going to do is I want I want Misty Callahan to take down your address. I want to come and meet you because when a World War II veteran, World War II veteran calls me, I'm not your hero, brother. You're my hero, and, and I want to come and shake your hand. I'm so glad you called. You know, it's been bothering me since it happened. It's been, I thought you forgot about me. No, 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 no. I don't. I didn't forget about you. In fact, Joe, Misty, uh, can you put him on hold and get his address for me, please? Joe, I want to thank you for calling me very much. Go ahead. I want you to say what you wanted to say first. Go ahead. All right. I want to, I want to say one, one thing. When, when I was growing up, we didn't have anything. I grew up during the Depression. And during that time, there was a Ku Klux Klan. And we had three colored families living in our hometown in Twilight Street, West Virginia. And... They didn't bother them, but they bothered the hell out of us Catholics, yeah. hunkies, and we were called hunkies. And the city was run by people from England. Yeah. And uh, we, they, the hunkies couldn't get anything. Well, Joe, people, people want to pretend. People want to pretend that only the blacks were the victims of the Ku Klux Klan. See, I'm Italian. No, 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 I'm no, Italian, no, no, so no. I'm well versed. I'm half Italian, actually. I'm well versed in, in, in the fact that they hated everybody. I'm also well versed in the fact that they were Democrats. It's the kids today that don't know that, Joe. But I know that. But listen, I'm going to put you on hold. I want to get your address. I'm going to come and meet you. I want to bring you a cigar or two. Misty, can you put them on hold for me? Thank you very much, Joe. All right, let's go to the call. I be, that's been bothering me. I wanted to go meet this man. Margo Burridge. Hi, Margo. Hi, Sean. Hi. Yeah, I do think I do think that we're committing societal suicide, and I'll tell you just a few reasons why. I mean, first of all, you know, they're teaching the kids not to revere our, our people like George Washington. I mean, this starts in the elementary school. We've got adults encouraging children to mutilate their bodies through transgender reassignment. We've got yeah. mothers promoting higher property taxes by by encouraging school referenda, saying, oh, it's for the kids, for the kids. Really? Because my kids would like to inherit money. That's what they would like. They, mm-hmm. they don't need more buildings. They need an education. They, need, they want to inherit. Did I you mean, see, did you you know, see the election results here around the, around the Chicagoland area? Did you see them yesterday? 
Oh, I'm trying not to look anymore. I'm so depressed. I've been so depressed since the it's you know, so it's election. so unbelievable what's happening. And I just learned I learned this from my cousin the other day. I have a uh, I, I have a cousin who's had a, who has a son a little bit younger than my daughter. And he goes to high school in in the uh, up northwestern suburbs. And there is a transgender girl who who claims she's a boy and she uses the boy's bathroom. I thought this was all talk. I didn't realize it already was uh. happening here. So she uses the boy's mm-hmm. bathroom, and, and he's, you know, was telling her how uncomfortable he is if he walks in, he's got to go. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, he complained about it, and, and, and while he was complaining, they put a, 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 a female machine in the boy's bathroom. I mean, it is bizarro world what is going on. It is bizarro world. And the reason is they need to balkanize people. So they had to come up with this because you have to separate us even more because after all, they have to take away that boy's rights in the name of the girl's rights. This is exactly what happened in the rise of the third Reich. This is exactly what, why I call it the fourth Reich because they have now understood this excuse of taking rights from from one to give to another, even though it never played in this country. It's playing now, and they're going to beat that drum till they can't anymore. Margo, you know I love the call. Thank you so much. Tom in Cherville. Hi, Tom. Yeah, Sean, remember when <clears throat> years ago, you might have learned this uh, by reading articles, or maybe you took a class, but government is only supposed to be 18%, 18% of gross domestic product, not any more than that. They've been more than that for uh, the last 30 years, but the last 12, it has been uns- uh, it's unprecedented. In fact, right, exactly. if, you, if you fungigate the debt and the, and the so-called GDP, you're already in excess of, 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 of 80% right now. But here's the other thing that no one ever talks about, Tom. Do you know how much government Keynesian money has been counted in the GDP for the last 50 years? So how do you unwind that when you already have been subsidizing sectors of the economy since before Reagan? That's a big reason he got in. The problem was he wasn't, he wasn't successful enough because he was carrying around that scumbag George Bush Sr., who was undermining him at every turn. See, the Republicans don't understand exactly what's been happening because the Republican corporatist is also a proponent of this Keynesian economy. And that's why I rejected so much of a lot of Trumponomics, because he liked to pick sections of the economy and give benefits to. Once you taint that well, there is no pure water. And now we're in this, this soiree where we're using the principles you talk of, Tom, and they're still already bastardized because there is no legitimate GDP anymore. How do you get a legitimate GDP when the government is picking winners and losers? Exactly. They're not supposed to be doing that, but they've been doing it, like you said, for decades. You, Tom, they, uh, Tom, they usurped our principles. They really did. They corrupted us. And it's, it's happened simultaneously with when this doddering old dimwit, they want me to believe as a president, was elected as a senator. That's why his, his sons, sons, the other one too, just because he's dead, nobody talks about it was nothing more than a bag man for him. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate the call. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Ah, Sean, I love hearing your voice. The, uh, uh, what you have to say, you point out the problem fantastically. Thank you, brother. You know, people didn't show up uh, yesterday. They didn't show up to vote and change things. Yeah. But there's one thing I got, I got a bone to pick with you is you always come out with, you know, things aren't going to change because. No because. No because. I would love to hear you say things will change if. A yes, if, yes, if, yeah. if people become uh, the Republican committeeman, if they find out who the Republican committeeman but is, you you expect me them, to do that? To account. The, the votes the, the votes didn't come out because there's no organization to get the votes out for change. But you know, and, and you've listened, organize. you've listened to me. The voting yeah. machines and the voting system has no integrity, in my opinion. I think it is I an act of futility. You've got to choose your battle. Well, here's the battle. I've got the political party in charge of my country advocating open and notorious voter fraud. Done. So Game over. Charge. So take charge of the political party that you can. That's oh, Republican. you know my whole thing, right, brother? You know me. You know, I'm mean, like you went down to Texas. I, I go down to Florida. And you know what I do? I tell them I'm from your future where you are absolutely hopeless, where your opinion doesn't so matter, where Americanism the stops. 
to get to the ball, and I have to pick with you. Try to say yes if things will change. Yes, if these things happen. Yes, things will change. Things will change. Yes, if they've learned the lessons from all of their Soviet neighbors who came here because we were free as they had to live through 72 years of Joe Biden's Marxist BS. And those are the ones that are getting involved. Yeah, Well, those are our only hope is the immigrant that fled the Joe Biden and the neo-Marxist Democrat ideology. You know, I love the calls, Kevin. Thank you so much. All right, I'm going to go to break. We'll take your calls when I get back. And I know I know it's a pain, but if you're on the line, stand line, I'll clean you up. Thank you so much. We'll be back after this. Wall Street Journal. Biden also wants Congress to guarantee union and bargaining rights for public service workers. This means states could be required to let the SEIU represent home care workers as a condition for receiving federal home care Medicaid funds. That's why when you say you're a Democrat, you're a scumbag to me. Put that in the uh, Sean show bingo game. I know we're building one. It's ridiculous to pretend that these people are anything but what they are. Mobsters, extortionists, and frauds. Joe Biden, disgust me. David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, uh, good topic. I think the topic is how to uh, convert the dummy section of the Democrat. David, uh-huh. David, David, I take your call because I love the fact you call the show and you pay attention. But you're, you, okay. I, I, you know, you, you can't convert somebody. You can only inform them. If somebody in this day and age, we're talking the year 2021, you're, you're in Lansing, we're in Chicago, you're looking at 100 years of corruption. One party. Now, I'm not suggesting the Republicans don't have it, but at least they get rid of it. The open and notorious, 100 years in one city. Look what you did to Chicago. In one day, 23 people shot. Nobody, mum's the word. Mum's the word. CNN is, wants to talk about Pence and how ridiculous it would be if he ran for VP. So there's not, you're not going to use humor. You've you got to use fact. Fact. The SEIU union is infiltrated and littered in $2.25 trillion that doesn't need Congress to pass it because they corrupted the Senate and the parliamentary procedures. Done. You're a Democrat? Okay, you're the outfit guy. All right. Then take me out in the parking lot, give me the derriere kicking, and at least give me the theater of it all. If you're going to extort and rob me, at least bring me through the drama of it all so I could feel like I'm, you know, back in the old neighborhood. Marilyn Velpo. Uh, Sean, I love your show. I'm an 82-year-old grandma that learned patriotism from her parents. And I tried to call the White House. You can never get through. (laughs) Nobody's home. They're sleeping. Go ahead. He's in the basement, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Keep up the good work, and and I'll I'll keep fighting. I, I call the people that represent our area and try try to make a difference. So thank you for fighting. I for so it. appreciate it, Marilyn. Listen, I'm You're- up against the clock. Thank you guys. And thank all of you who have called me and I'm reading your calls and everybody wants to appeal to the left. If they are the old fashioned liberal, but in the classic sense of the word liberal, they have more in common with us than the corrupted Republicans. And by the way, all three of those entities have nothing in common with the neo-Marxist frauds that are running this government right now. None of us. This is what we need to do. Identify them, reject them, and recognize them for the cons that they are. These are con artists. These are not politicians. I've had such a good time. I'll be here tomorrow. Looking forward to it already. Goodbye and good riddance. Don't believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.